Can I have five minutes of your time? If you feel stuck, you feel stuck maybe with decisions you need to make and you haven't made them. Maybe you feel stuck when it comes to your finances. Maybe you feel stuck in a relationship. You feel stuck in terms of unresolved issues with your health. And you just, you just feel sort of stuck. You know what you need to do. You know what you want to do. You know what God intends for you even, but uh, you're feeling stuck. Give me five minutes, just five minutes. And uh, I want to help you. All right. I'm Dr. Randy. This is the Intentional Living Center. Joel is here. Stephen is here. We're taking your calls. I guess we have Facebook up live today. Is that true? Facebook up live? If I would, if you'd have told me I was going to be on Facebook Live, I would have looked prettier today, Gino. Thank you. But anyway, we're live here in our Intentional Living uh, Studio. Is this the camera right here, Joel? Is this the one? All right, there we go. Welcome to our Facebook friends. Glad to have you uh, joining us here in our Intentional Living Center uh, today. Five minutes. By the way, the phone line is open. If, if you're facing some, maybe maybe you have a, a question you're facing, a decision you're trying to make, you'd like to see how an intentional living uh, principle process makes a difference in your life, love to talk to you. Phone line's open, 888-888-1717. All right. The most important thing right now, if you're feeling stuck, maybe spiritually you're feeling stuck, Maybe you're feeling stuck. You know, there's some decisions that need to be made. Maybe you're struggling with your health, with your finances. The very first thing that you and I have to do is we have to take whatever that problem is, whatever that issue is, whatever that opportunity is, and we have to elevate it until it becomes visible and palpable. In other words, we can touch it, feel it, understand it. If you don't have a clear definition of whatever it is you're facing, you're going to be chasing your tail. That's what's going to be. You're going to be chasing like a, a cat chasing its tail, going around and around in circles, blaming, defining the wrong problem. And so it's critical. And one of the things I maybe we can help you with here at Intentional Living today is to be very clear in defining whatever it is that, uh, that needs that solution. Intentional Living is about figuring out what pleases Christ and then do it. It comes right from Ephesians chapter 5. It is not about perfection. It's not about uh, getting saved by being an intentional person. You're only going to have a relationship with Christ because of his intentionality, not because of ours. It's because he loves you. He died for you. He cares for you. He's intentional for you. God does the saving. We do the living every day. And that's why we are so passionate here at Family Life Radio and our Intentional Living Center to help you. I don't believe God's intention is for you and I to run around every day lost, stuck, broke, confused. Um, doesn't mean we don't have days like that because we all do, right? Come on. But uh, there's a better path. And the first thing we have to get a handle on is be very clear. Jesus was very clear when he talked to, to people along the way. He would help them bring to the surface very clearly their need for him. He brought the problem to the surface. And when we can take whatever the problem or opportunity is and get it to the point of being visible, tangible, we understand it, that's a powerful thing. Come and join us. Phone lines open, 888-888-1717. we got some other steps in this process we're going to talk about today. Love to talk to you. 888-888-1717 is the phone number. Uh, let's get started here with our first uh, call uh, for the show today. Go right ahead. Hi, this is Collins in uh, middle of Nebraska. 
25 miles from the center of the United States. How to be more intentional that a believer and a non-believer being together. Your wife says that the kids, they're young, they should be able to make a decision. And the believer saying they're not old enough to make a decision, they need to go to church. You know, that's just like my deal. But really how to be more intentional and and just being a, a, the, the Christian and, and living a life intentionally and not really knowing how to, you know, you can't make anybody change. When I met her, she was, uh, you know, she said she believed in God and she had gone to church and, uh, you know, I was in love with her. I, I was, and we really didn't talk a lot about it. But what does a believer do more intentionally to get along? Because it, you know, it can fade. And it seems to be doing that. And I need to hear something about mm-hmm. that. So thank you for your program. Thank you for everything mm-hmm. that you do. God bless you. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I don't talk to you, I love you. Mm-hmm. Bye. Thank you, Colin. Colin left that uh, question for us on our storyline. And you could hear the pain in his life. And I, when I hear that argument, we're going to wait until kids grow up to make decisions is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in parenting. What logical loving, caring parents are going to say, I'm going to wait until my child's uh, older to make a decision if they're going to respect people, if they're going to be polite, if they're going to follow through, if, if they're going to be obedient, if, if they're going to be responsible. Well, we'll just wait until they're older, and then, then we can decide. They can decide if they want to do that. I mean, come on. That, that's ridiculous. And so I say, Colin, listen, we're talking about making a decision. We're talking about elevating the problem, and, and you know it. The problem is, it's right out of scripture. You're unequally yoked. You're in a marriage with a non-believer, and God bless you. You want to be there. The Bible says stay there. Love that person. But you have a responsibility and an extra challenge in being the spiritual leader in that home. Maybe your wife is going to say forget it, but you've got an obligation responsibility for those kids. And you need to get them plugged in to a church. You need to get them plugged into growing spiritually. If you try to take a kid to church and say, okay, when he's 18, now let's get him plugged into church, that is an uphill battle. So much of their values, their life, their priorities are all already well established. You and I as adults today are living out many of the patterns and the habits we developed from our childhood. If you grew up in a home where you went to church, uh, you respected each other, you communicated well, you loved God, and you gave your life to Christ, it's easier for you now as an adult to continue that pattern. You hear people today who are coming to Christ in their 30s and 40s, which is tougher, by the way, more difficult. But when they do, they have this radical change in their life. And all of a sudden, they have new patterns they need to develop, which can be very difficult. And so establishing those patterns early on, I wouldn't wait. because I wouldn't wait for your wife to come around. Uh, I would just take the opportunity to be the person you need to be. All right. All right. Uh, let's get to our calls here. Stephanie is on the Hello. line in Michigan. Hi there, Stephanie. How you doing? Hi, Dr. Randy. I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Go right ahead. What, uh, what's your thought today or what's your question? Um, I actually would like to give my testimony if that's okay. Sure. Um, I spoke with you a few days ago, actually on air, um, and I asked about 
um, expectations, but this is a little bit different also. Um, but I was in a rough place the other day. I am in a situation where I am leaving my spouse um, with my two children, and I was feeling stuck. Um, so the other day, I just, I'm sorry, I was not really verbal with it. Um, so I felt stuck, and I gave everything to God on Monday and did not know what was going on, where my kids and I were going to go. And I literally just sat in my car listening to the radio station and you. Um, and I said, God, I don't know what to do, where I'm going, or what what is going to happen, but I need you to show me the way. And if anybody is ever feeling stuck, I just want to say reach out to him and make sure you are listening and open to whatever he has planned for you. Because I will tell you, in the last three days, four days now, he has opened so many doors for me. We have a place to go. We have um, situations that have been taken care of in the last three days from our fellow church members um, that we know from around the home. and And we were able to take care of what we needed to because of God's guidance. Mm. Um, so I just wanted to say that nobody, that whoever is feeling stuck, just reach out to him and don't feel stuck because in that moment you feel like there is nothing more that you can do. And that's okay because there, there really is nothing more that you can do. You have to let it go and you have to give it to God and he will take care of you. So, mm. That's a powerful reminder, Stephanie. You know, uh, inertia is a law of physics that an object in motion tends to continue to stay in that same direction. An object that is stuck tends to remain stuck. And when we get to a place of being stuck, being able to look up and say, God, I, I don't know what's next. But it sounds like in your case, some doors opened, your church is coming alongside of you, uh, supporting you, loving you moving you beyond stuckness uh, to, to something better in your life. And Stephanie, our, I'm going to ask our listeners all around the country to be praying for you there in uh, Metro Detroit, um, that God will continue to strengthen you, guide you with you and your children and uh, your, your marriage and whatever that whole thing is, that God's perfect will will be done, um, that you can grow. And God never intends for us to stay stuck for very long, continue to be moving. All right. Thank you, Stephanie. Let's take a break. You can join us. You have a question? 888 Intentional living can help. We're here. Intentional living in Christ can help. I'd love to talk to you a little bit. Give us a call. 888 This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. 
Coming soon, the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night with Dr. Randy Carlson. Coming to an event like this can just reset your marriage. A lot of laughs. Uh, he is so funny. There's so much wisdom to be learned and gained. It's choosing that intentional love when you don't feel like it. Don't miss the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, Friday, March 1st at New Hope Church in East Lansing and Saturday, March 2nd at the Auburn Hills Christian Center in Metro Detroit at 7 p.m. Register at theintentionallife.com. Hey, listen, I hope you'll do that. Uh, We're coming there pretty soon. East Lansing, as you just heard, March 1st, Friday night, Saturday over in Auburn Hills in the Metro Detroit area on Saturday night, uh, March the 2nd. Tickets are available today. Just go to theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. And uh, when you do, you can go ahead and get your tickets there uh, to be a part of the ministry of that very powerful evening of intentional living. Or you can call me right now, 888-888-1717. Let's get back to our calls. Uh, here's a call, let me see, from uh, Kansas. Go right ahead. Hi, my name is Brenda. My question, um, I guess, is basically whether I need to feel guilty about not reaching out at this point to in-laws. We didn't have a real great, I guess it was a superficial type of uh, relationship even while my husband was alive. And he died seven years ago, and since then I've not had any correspondence um, with them at all. But I guess basically, as I said, I'm I'm asking if if I need to feel guilty about that. They've not reached out to me, so there's been nothing, and I guess that's fine with me. I, as I said, I don't know. Should I feel guilty? Should I be the one reaching out? Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Brenda, listen, the fact that you called me and left that question reminds me of the fact that people don't generally think about and ask questions on things that aren't important to them. And so two or three times in that call, you said, should I feel guilty? Should I feel guilty? My guess is you do, or you wouldn't be asking. And then the question would be, what do you feel guilty about? Is God prompting you to say, Hey, I need to stay in touch with these people. I have an opportunity to minister to them, love them. Maybe we never had a great relationship before, but I at least want to have a uh, loving, positive, encouraging relationship with them. That's what I hear in your voice. So I would say, no, don't feel guilty. Be intentional and be in touch with them. Send them a birthday card, anniversary card. Uh, now, if there's grandkids involved, obviously that's even a greater issue, a more important point for you to stay in touch with them and have a relationship with them. And so, no, I don't think guilt to me, I, I look at these negative emotions like guilt and anger Uh, in a very intentional, practical way. If God is allowing these emotions to exist, there's a reason for them. And if you're feeling guilty, then you got to ask the question, should I use this guilt as as a fuel, see, to have me do something better, to change? If I'm feeling anger, instead of lashing out at someone, maybe my anger, I got to look at, wait, how can I use this as a fuel to make things better? Resolve a relationship problem, solve a problem, reconnect, whatever it may be. These emotions can be uh, can be very positive if they're used that way. All right, uh, Sandy in Michigan. Yeah. Hi there. Appreciate your call. What uh, what's your question today? Hi. Thank you for taking my call, Randy. You're Mine's kind of similar to the previous um, caller. Uh-huh. Um, my son came out with a lifestyle that. Um, is not healthy and we didn't approve of Uh Uh, being a teenager um, in college. 
um, years of problems with disrespect and um, other issues. But when he came out with this lifestyle, he still did not respect our wishes. So we ended up, I ended up kicking him out of the house. Mm. Um, is it, it was a very, it was not pretty. Um, and he just didn't know when to stop pushing, 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 pushing. And I ended up losing my temper and kicking him out. Um, it was quite emotional. Um, I do see a counselor. Uh, however, I'm new to being spiritual. I've been trying to grow in my, in my, um, love for Jesus and, um, God and everything. And this happened right around the time I really started. I took Jesus into my heart and you kind of wonder, you know, you hear people say, well, my, my son even said, well, if God was real, then why would he do this to me? And so I kind of struggled with that a little bit. Um, but I think the bigger issue I feel is guilt um, because I took my own son, who is adopted, by the way, and um, kicked him out of my house. Yeah. Um, how do you feel? How, right now, as you're saying this, how are you feeling about yourself and that whole situation? What's the feeling? I guess I feel kind of like a failure, and I, I regret not getting him mental help earlier because I really believe that um, if had I seen some of the uh, issues, instead of looking at it as just normal teenage rebellion and behavior, I feel like I should have seen it and gotten him some mental help. By the time we did try, he was already too um, stubborn and everything was my fault. You know, I think he has some narcissist, not to label him, but I, some, some tendencies to blame everyone else um, mm-hmm. for his issues. And so I feel a multitude of issues. I feel sad, um, guilty for kicking him out of the house. And so what would I you like to see happen right now? I I want to, I want to know how do I get rid of this guilt of kicking my own, what does, what does Jesus, what does scripture say about a situation where you have this issue with your child and you're estranged from them? He doesn't want anything to do with us. And and I don't think I can see him right now either. Well, I think a couple of, first of all, I am so thrilled to hear that you're a new believer, that that God is moving in your life. And uh, I'm going to send you a book. I'm going to have Stephen get your address. I want to send you a book that I wrote called uh, Freedom from Hijacked Emotions, because our emotions can run away with us. They can hijack our life and take over, and guilt is one of them. Uh, And, you know, when you think about the life of Christ when he was here on the planet, all of the people that he ministered to, all the people he talked to, all the people that, I mean, this is, this is God, man, this is God here in flesh. How many people rejected him? How many people ridiculed him? How many, even though he was telling them the truth as the son of God right there in front, he still had those who, who did not believe and rejected him. Here's the point. You and I are only responsible This is really important as you're growing spiritually, Sandy. You and I are only responsible for like the three foot around us, what we say, what we do, and our actions. And so in your case, you're saying, well, I did some actions. I did some things I regret. You know what? I think I would own that. I would communicate if you're able. Sounds like you don't want to have contact with your son right now, but 
be able to say, you know, honey, I love you. And there were things that I said or did, I certainly would have done differently. God has revealed a lot of things in my life. You're not changing your values. You're not changing what you know is important. We never tell people just to have a good relationship with a son or daughter. You change all your values so you can follow them. It's your home, your family, and you have to run it that way. And a lot of families have to make decisions, unfortunately, uh, to dismiss a child that gets to be 18, a young adult, and to say, listen, if your lifestyle is contrary to or your values are so different, we just can't have them, you know, in our, in our home. And so, Sandy, I would say to you, continue to grow in your own personal life. Don't allow Satan to camp on this guilt to overtake your life. Be intentional. You just said what you want to do is deal with this guilt in your life. You need to do that through prayer, and I think you need to do it when you have opportunity to communicate with your son, hey, I love you. Doesn't mean I agree with the lifestyle changes that you've taken in your life. I wish I had done things differently. Um, don't preach at him. Just tell him what's going on in your life. Love him. Leave the door open to have a relationship, a contact with him as you're able to without, you know, jeopardizing your own values. Um, and you put the ball in his court. That's really what you're doing. You're taking the ball, putting it back into his court, which is really important. I hope that helps, Sandy. Hang on. We'll make sure to get that book to you. Got your message that you would like us to share the different things that we're doing in our life due to listening to your radio station. Our house payment was taking up a majority of our income and we were not able to tithe um, and make our house payment. We recently have made the decision to go ahead and let the house go to sell it. We've taken a huge financial loss, but become very important to us to financially put into the kingdom. We want to be tithing and we want to be supporting your ministry on the radio and it's time for Christians to step up, start funding and making life decisions so that the future of Christianity to the next generation can be carried through and we need things like the radio station and ministries. Put our money where things are important. So I just thank you so much for that because I've never felt so good about my money. And I actually feel better about downsizing. My heart is fuller than it ever was in the bigger house. So thank you for letting me have the opportunity to learn that. God bless this ministry and you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for that, uh, that message you left with us. And it's a reminder, she made a decision. She said, hey, I'm not, I'm not where I want to be. And she elevated the problem so it became very visible that she wanted a simpler life, a more intentional life. She made a decision. She did it. Uh, and maybe that's where you are, too, making a decision in your life. But thank you for your support, by the way. We appreciate it. Uh, those of you who are praying for us, standing with us, uh, we're listener-supported. That's why we're here. We, you know, we don't sell commercials and that kind of thing. Uh, we do have some people who just say, hey, we appreciate what you're doing. We want to be a part of it helping people come to Christ, helping families be strengthened, helping encourage people to know Christ and live Christ every day. Thank you for your support. You can join us uh, at uh, theintentionallife.com today or call during West Coast Business Hours, 888-888-1717 and press number two. Talk to our team. Uh, I got a lesson going out to our members this month, uh, video and audio. will be going out later in the month because I'm recording it actually tomorrow. I'm behind schedule but it'll be out later in the month. And it's called live by what you tell your kids. When you tell your kids things like don't touch that, 
we should tell ourselves that sometimes, don't we? Don't touch that. That's uh, that's going to be a hot stove in your morality and in your integrity in your relationships. Or what about this one? Not now, maybe later. <laughs> Learning to wait. Kids are getting so imp- Are we there yet, Dad? Do you get that, Joel, in the backseat? Are we there yet? You know, you drove, you've been out 10 minutes driving on a 500-mile trip. You're 10 miles out of town. Are we there yet, Dad? Not now, maybe later. Eventually, we'll get there. How about clean up your own mess? Or we can't afford that. I talk about these top 10 things that we tell our kids that we need to be telling ourselves as an encouragement and a reminder of the power of being intentional with our words to ourself. Tell yourself the truth. That's the lesson this month, and uh, we appreciate your support. Again, uh, you can go to theintentionallife.com or call during West Coast Business Hours, 888-888-1717. All right, Renee, how are you today? Hi. I'm okay. Good. What's your question today? Um, I guess when when you're feeling stuck, how do you hold on to, um, I guess, being patient and waiting for um, God's plan to to happen? Well, what what do you uh, can I ask? What you're waiting for? What do you what are you waiting for God to do? Um. This is my third time battling with cancer, and I know that he's going to heal me again. But in the meantime, I'm going through a divorce and taking care of my parents. My dad's in hospice. Mm. So I'm literally stuck. I can't, I can't get a new, I have a part-time job, but I need financially to get a full-time job. But I can't because I'm waiting on more test results. I don't know if I'm going to have to do chemo again. My dad doesn't seem like he's going to leave us anytime soon. Um, so you got dad, you got a divorce, you have, um, you got financial issues. And then of course, uh, the biggie there would be the, your own health. I mean, obviously that's the big thing and right there in front of you. Um, so feeling stuck is certainly understandable, Renee. Uh, you, you, you've had a lot. It's kind of like Job-like, you know, and you could see, you, you look at what Job and in the Bible where he sat and he had, he had those guys that come along and said, you should do this and you should do that. And I don't want to be one of those. And then the ones that really made the big difference were the ones who just sat and prayed and understood. And so what I would encourage you to think about, Renee, would be to, in, to bring into your life, invite into your life, right there, wherever you're listening in Arizona today, that you invite into your life people who can sit with you, stand with you, encourage you, and help you. And what I mean by that is um, you don't need people who are going to criticize you or tell you 10 things you need to do. You need to be intentional in inviting to your life, and, and you're going to have to be intentional in doing it through your church, through a small group, through those that you know, Reach out. Say, hey, listen, I need some people to be a part of my life right now. One of the things I appreciate about my church, my wife and I, our church, is our pastor standing in the platform and saying, we are here for you when you have a need. And you need to be in a place like that. What you have here in this community are people from all around the country who will be praying directly for you today. But that you would invite right there in your own local community, listeners and your church community, to come alongside of you. 
We're going to remain in the studio, continue to talk. You're welcome to join us, 888-888-1717. But until next time, i got to run. We'll see you then. Have a great day.